I wanted to open today with the importance of personal development for 2021. You know, we we talked, we're actually going to give you three books and in the order of doing, we started talking before Christmas about reading The Slight Edge with Jeff Olson. That'll be the first book of 2021, uh, How to Win Friends, um, how I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling uh, by Betcher. It will be the second one. And the third book will be a Maxwell book, Everyone Communicates But Few Connect. Guys, those three books, they and, and do buy those in, uh, in paperback or in uh, paper rather than electronic. And I, I wanted to just kind of bring something to your attention before I introduce David this morning. Were you surprised, those of you that were, took the advice and bought the book and started reading it over the holidays, were you surprised after hearing, you know, how Jeff Olson's mother made a pittance wage raising three children as a single parent and was worth over $2 million practicing the principles of the slight edge? And as I was reading that, I thought back to when Jeff was a beach bump and how his life would have been different if he had known that his mother was worth $2 million. Well, more than likely, he would have been like most kids, thinking he was privileged. Um, when he was at the beach bum status, at the lowest point in his life, he probably would have expected a handout. And then how stunned he was to find out that his mother was really the millionaire next door that he lived with and didn't even know she was. And... Um, if you've already read the slide edge, read it again. Uh, and again, get these books in paper because these will be three books that probably we should all read on a yearly basis. And I guarantee you one thing, you will get more out of each of these three books every time you read it. It's just amazing uh, how they change our mindset because usually most of the fogginess in our career is because we're not renewing our mind. This will be uh, something that will go a long way about doing that. Wanted to have David on this morning because uh, I wanted to, for him to kind of go over, and I'm going to start the stage here on why goals are important. Well, we all know goals are important, and it provides a roadmap, roadmap to get from where you are to where you want to be. That's important. But goals are even more valuable when you're working within an industry that is extremely predictable. Now, I know most things are predictable. If you do more work, you're going to do better. But in our particular business, it's extremely predictable. I'll never forget when I went to my first interview and I was talking to Barry, and um, I said something about the leads and how predictable they were. And he looked at me and he said, Dick, I can tell you today how many sales we're going to make in six weeks, and I won't be off more than five sales one way or the other, and that number will be based on how much mail was mailed on Monday. Now think about that. He could predict within five sales how many sales are going to be made in six weeks based on the mail that was dropped on Monday. Then I pushed him a little farther on it. I says, well, what about these pink cards, which is what they were using for leads? And his response was, he said, out of these 10 leads, three are no good. And I want to point something out. Of the three that were no good then, one of those three people will buy a, make a, a purchase within the next 12 to 24 months. And the reason I say that is now we recycle. Back in those days, they didn't. But his comment was, he said, three of these leads are no good. You need to just throw them away. 
he said, the problem is you don't know which three to throw away. He said, but out of the remaining seven leads, you'll write three to five applications. And whether you write three or five will depend on your skill set and your work ethic. He said, that is predictable. He said, it will not change. And guys, that hasn't changed in 20 years. Um, understanding that predictability and setting your goals and working backward to see what resources and activity you need. That's what David's going to cover with us this morning. And I want you to, <coughs> excuse me, to understand full-time goals retire full-time resources and full-time activity. And David's going to address some of that with us this morning. So with David, with that, let's turn it over to you. And guys, take some notes. Good morning. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if you haven't already, grab a piece of paper and a pen. We'll give you a little five-second window here to get that in front of you because we're going to go through uh, the business planning um, methodology that I've used all the way back to my <clears throat> to my mortgage when I had a mortgage company back in the 2000s uh, through my years when I was directing sales in the pro audio business um, and and I have uh, used this uh, this business planning method uh, for ever since I probably um, 04 it was the first time I heard about it 0304 when I read a book by an author named uh, Todd Duncan and uh, he had a book called High Trust Selling and in there he uh, he mentioned something called a chunk down C H U N K D O W N chunk down and I'm like what's chunk down and it was just a, a, a he just kind of glossed over it in his book and he he mentioned it as as his business planning methodology and I went on his website and and, uh, and and found some materials about it, and I have used a chunk-down business planning method ever since. And that's what we're going to go through today. It's a very simple concept, and um, the, this, the intention of using a chunk-down is the concept that – and you'll want to write this down uh, – we don't know where to get where we're going – if we at first don't know where we're going. In other words, if I just wake up today and say, oh, I'm going to run some appointments today. Okay, woohoo, congratulations, well done, I'm proud of you. You did more than a lot of people do in this business. But the problem is if you don't know at the end of a certain period of time what you want that, biz what you want that activity to look like, you don't know where you're going. It'd be like playing baseball with no bases on a diamond. Okay, well, I'm running in circles, but... Uh, have I accomplished anything? Because there's no target. There's no first base. There's no second base. There's no third base. And there sure as heck isn't a home plate if there's no bases on the field. So what a chunk down does is says, look, if we don't have a specific target in mind, we're lost from the beginning. We're, we're, we, we're, we're, <laughs> we're spinning our, our wheels and we don't even know it. So in my world, okay, well, then what's the most obvious goal to target? Do I want to be better looking? Sure. Do I want to be taller? Sure. Uh, you know, do I want people to love me? Sure. But in our business, what is the goal that, that I want to target that, that I can achieve with a known certainty? And that goal is very simple. What do I want my income target to be for the year? So if you wrote at the top of your page, income, that is our goal. What is that specific number for the year 2021 that we want that to be all right now 
this last year when I went into 2020, I took that idea and I expanded it. Okay, I, I know I wanted what I want what I wanted my income goals to be, but then I also broke it down into some targets that I had within Equus. I knew I wanted to be a, a achieve Diamond Elite Producer level. I knew I wanted to win the Banff. Uh, incentive trip. I knew I wanted to uh, qualify for the America bonuses. I also knew that I wanted to be amongst the top 10 paid producers for the year. I also wanted to make sure I got an additional diamond in my income ring. Um, and, and so those targets became kind of the little breadcrumbs along the way of hitting what, what I wanted my income goal to be for the year. Now, Here's the challenge. Okay, so we went into 2020 having no idea if any of us, if any of us had gone, had sat down and somebody looked across across the table from us and said, "Hey, by the way, in 2020, you know, if, if, if let me let me back up. This time last year, if somebody had sat you down and said, "By the way, in 2020, here are the things that's going to happen. There's going to be a little virus that's going to come along, and here's what the world is going to look like a year from now." None of us would have believed it. Nobody would have believed, well, maybe a couple, uh, but for the most part, we would have said, you're crazy. We would have said going into March, you're crazy. We would have said going into April, well, you might be a little crazy, but no, it's not going to get as bad as you're going to say. And yet here we are, and, and, and goodness gracious, now you can't even watch commercials on TV without all the characters being covered in masks. And, 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 and this, this year, the craziness of 2020 has now been in some respects normalized. None of us could have predicted that. So when it comes down to doing a chunk down model, we can go into 2020 with a target. But then the problem is we don't know there's going to be a virus coming along that's going to have an effect on our ability to achieve that target. So directly underneath that income figure, if I'm going to go into 2021 with a target in mind, I need to accommodate for a failure rate. If I haven't accommodated for a failure rate, then, I'm going to, then, I'm, then I have no room to breathe. And we all know in this business, if, we're not, if, if, we're, if we don't have any room to breathe, the stress comes in, we start hitting our steering wheel after a client tells us they got to think about it, uh, you know, our cortisol levels go through the roof, and you don't know what cortisol is, look it up. Um, and next thing you know, we're, 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 our head is spinning. So whenever I do a business plan model, I always, in a chunk down, I always add in, and write this down, a 30% buffer on my target. So let me give you an example. If we're going to target $100,000 a year in revenue into our business, okay, in, in, in revenue and payments that we get from our insurance carriers that we broker with, then I want to target $130,000 and build my business plan off there. Okay, So I'm going to have a 30% buffer. So if I'm going to target $200,000, guess what? I'm targeting $260,000. What does that do for me? Well, that lets me fail on my business plan by 30% and still hit my targets. That has been, to me, that is something I've done back to 03 in my business planning. And I have never missed a business target since then when I've been the one that's been able to be running running my, my sales methods. Uh, I've never hit a plan. I've never missed a plan, I should say, because of that 30% buffer. So we're going to build a chunk down plan right now based off an income target that is 30% higher than what we anticipate. 
And again, the reason for that is very, very simple. I want to be able to fail. I want to be able to have a, a go on a period of time when I have 15 clients in a row. Tell me they got to think about it. I need to be able to account for chargebacks. I need to be able to account for lead flow. I need to be able to account for a virus. I need to be able to account for a loss of a family member that I wasn't prepared for. Next thing you know, I'm not in the field for three weeks. I need to be able to account for a natural disaster that blows the roof off my house, and next thing you know, I'm focused on that for a couple of weeks. If I don't have those built in, that 30% buffer, I have no room for error. Okay? Well, I know you've heard the story. You know, you, we've all, we all know it, that in baseball, the most successful Hall of Fame hitters fail 70% of the time. And this is kind of the same thing. If we don't have a failure rate, we're, we're running behind and we don't even know it. So I like to build in a 30% failure rate. So right next to that income figure, right that, that next to the word income on your paper, write down what you think, and maybe not at this moment, but as you progress this year, um, write down what you think uh, your income target's going to be for the year, and then multiply that times 130%, and we're going to call that our buffer number. So if it's 100, then make it 130. Okay, if it's 200, make it 260, whatever it is. Now, from there, we go, okay, now, if we're going back to the philosophy of we don't know how to get where we're going, if we at first don't know where we're going, well, now, guess what? We know where we're going. We're going for 130,000. Okay, now, how do I get to 130,000? Now, let's extrapolate this. If we're starting off at a 70% contract level and the average APV, with Equus is about a thousand dollars a year, right? So if we know out of a thousand dollars a year, and I'm going to use uh, I'm going to use the the seventy percent contract level as an as our example, understanding that some carriers pay more than that. Americo pays one hundred and ten percent of contract. Foresters pays ninety five percent of contract. CFG pays ninety percent of contract. So work with your upline and understanding, making sure you know which carriers pay at what level when we're, when we're you know, doing our production. But let's just use, for this example, somebody that pays at 100% of contracts, a mutual of Omaha's Term Life Express. They pay at 100% of contracts. So you write a Term Life Express policy, you're going to get 70% of that first-year premium uh, as your pay. Okay, So that's going to be our example for us for this methodology. So if I have a target of 130000 and my pay is going to be 70% of that, then from there, uh, or I'm sorry, if I have a $130,000 contract or a target for the year, my pay is going to be $700 for every $1,000 of APV I know I do. And at Equus, the average APV is 1000 In fact, when I look back in my three years here, my average is like 1030 Okay, So if I know that the average APV is 1000 per closing, well, then what does that tell me? If my average APV is 1000 and I'm going to get paid 700 of that when I first start off, okay, so now how can I do the math to get to 130000 Well, 130000 tells me if I, if I do some simple math, I can take 130000 and from there I can extrapolate the number of closed applications that I need on the year, Right. So the easiest thing would be to take 130,000 and divide that by 70%, and that tells me the number of closed applications that I need. So let's do that. 
So let's take, if 130,000 is our target, divided by 70%, that means I need to target 185,000 APV to get to my 130,000 income target, which is my buffered goal of 100,000. Okay, does that make sense? So again, let's look at it. We have a target income of 100. We're buffering in 130 to make sure we don't miss our targets. If I if, if I want, I need to translate that into closed business. If I'm getting $700 for every thousand in APV over the year, that means I need to close 185,000 APV. So what does that tell us? That means I need to close 185 appointments over the year. Oh. Okay, well, how do I get to 185 closed applications over the year? Well, we know at Equus that for every 10, 10 appointments that we sit, we're going to close half. Okay, so if I have 185 closed applications, divide that by two, what does that tell me? 185 times two, that means I need to sit 370 appointments in the year. From there, we can divide out over the year, how many we need each month. So 370 divided by 12, that's 30 appointments a month, divided by four weeks in a month. That's seven appointments that we need to close in a week, or that we have in a week. Does that make sense? That we need to close. So to get to seven closed appointments in a week, we're sitting on we've, we know historically we're sitting on 10 to 12 to 15 appointments in a week. And so when we're doing a chunk down, if we have a goal, from there we can extrapolate the, num the amount of activity that we need uh, to get to that target. So in this case, if our income is 100000 in target income, then we need to have 185 applications, which means we need to sit 300 X 370 appointments to accomplish that, okay, to get to that 100000 goal. If we're doing that on average, then out of that, we know the activity that we need to do to get there. We know how many leads we need to purchase. We know uh, the amount of dials that we need to get to those leads. Now, when we get to that level, get on the phone with Dick, get on the phone with your upline. I mean, I was on the phone with one of my team members yesterday doing lead strategy for the year. Um, you know, 30 dials in a week is not going to get us those appointments. You know, if we're working A leads, it's going to be 75 dials in a week. If we're working B and C leads, it's going to be 100 to 150 dials a week. If we're working D leads, it's going to be 250 dials in a week. And your upline will work with you on your lead sources and your lead flow strategy. Uh, but the point is, is that now that we know our $100,000 target and we've built in a buffer, we then know the number of, a point of applications that we need closed, okay, from there, we're able to drive how many appointments to sit to get to that point. So at that point, once I know the number of appointments that I need to sit, I now have my business plan for the day because I know by going into the month, in this example, I need 30 appointments in a month that I need to sit. Okay. Now, the other thing I like to do is also expect that with our appointments that we're going to sit, we're going to have a failure rate, right? So if I know I'm going to have a failure rate of a number of people that uh, that uh, no-show me, so I always like to go ahead and add another little buffer to my number of appointments, uh, you know, usually a 20% buffer 
So that way I have room for people no-showing me, people porching me, appointments where I walk in, they clearly don't want me there, and I turn around and walk out. Um, you know, I, w- I want to be able to track my quality sits versus just walking up to a porch. There's a big difference between saying that I had an appointment with somebody, but then when I walk up, it, you know, it was a non-appointment from the moment I got there and I turn around and leave. That really doesn't count. I need to account for that because that took time out of my calendar that I had planned for a legit appointment. So I need to account for that in my planning. So, so if I'm going to target 30 appointments in a month to hit my goal, well, then maybe what I'm going to do is I'm going to amplify that target and make it 35 or 40 in a month. That way I've got room to accommodate the people that are just, that are dud appointments, the ones that just are, are, are waste. That way I'm, I'm tracking 30 quality sits, which then produces my X number of applications that I need to take to get to my closing that accommodates for my buffered income target of 130000 a year. Okay? So now doing a chunk down method like that, we can carry that all the way down to our daily, our weekly and daily activity. We know by doing that, we know, okay, well, now when I wake up today, I'm going to run some appointments today. That wasn't just a random thing, okay? That just wasn't a random thing that, that uh, we decided to do. Uh, or we looked at our checking account and we said, oh, no, we've got to get out there. No, the reason we're running appointments today is because we knew a year ago going into the last week of the month, we had certain income targets, and we're shy by 4000 okay? And I'm going to give you a perfect example. When I sat down and did my 2020 planning, I knew for me to hit my targets for the year, I needed to clear 360000 in APV. I knew that, that was what my, my, my APV target was going to be for the year. As I sit here right now, December 29th, <laughs> my APV for the year is 357149 as of 30 seconds, as of about 10 minutes ago, 357,179. I am 2,300 APV short of the 360 goal that I had for the year. I've hit my other targets. You know, I knew that was going to produce my America bonus. I knew it was going to make, give me diamond status. I knew I was going to qualify for BAMF. I knew I was going to be top 10 paid uh, for the year, but I still have some income targets and I'm 20. 2,900 APV away. Well, so guess what that made me do yesterday? I got on the phone, set a bunch of appointments. I have four today. I've got Wednesday and Thursday to be able to to get additional business in to make sure that I hit that income target for the year. And the beautiful thing is as I've tracked that for the year, I I, uh, made an Excel spreadsheet, and I I used a formula in there where I was able to project how my activity was versus my target. And as the year progressed, it told me if I was ahead or behind my target. And based off all this activity, um, my spreadsheet, I've always been within about two or $3,000 of what my target was going to be of that 360. Um, that's not hard to do. Uh, no, I'm not going to give you that formula. You're going to have to go in and learn how to do an Excel spreadsheet yourself and Google how to make a formula. But, but uh by using that, I was able to track what my targets were for the year, and it told me, hey, you're behind, hey, you're ahead, and it let me know. And it's been really funny to watch as I've gotten into the last two or three weeks to see how the numbers have gotten tighter and tighter and tighter 
uh, versus where they were back in January when I said I was 360,000 off of goal, now to be within 2,800 a goal. Um, and, and here it is, three days to go in the, in the year, and to be able to hit those targets almost to the penny based off this exact methodology back going into the year. A couple of things, and then, Dick, I'll open it up for you. Um, be realistic about the financial goal you have for the year, uh, but also dream a little. Um, in this business, if you're full-time, 100000 is minimum. 100000 is minimum. If you're full-time, don't go in and say, I want to make fifty this year. That's a part-time. I'm just, just from my humble, my humble opinion, from my leather chair in my living room out here in Washington State, uh, you know, if we're full-time, target no less than 100 in income. Otherwise, it's, you're treating it like a part-time, okay? And, and if, if you're accepting less than that, it means that maybe we're not, we're not really considering this our full-time income, okay? Uh, if we're part-time, target 50 or 75. Full-time, target 100. If we've been in this business a couple of years, amplify our previous, previous income targets by 50%. If we made 100 in 2019, Maybe we should have targeted 150 in 2020. Now it's time to target 200. Uh, it's okay to target a higher number. If we target a higher number, we hold our activity true to that number. Guess what's going to happen? Even if we fail by 30%, we're going to hit our number. And if we're off target, it gives us an opportunity then to call up Dick and say, hey, you know what? I had a target of 150000 this year. We're now at the end of the first quarter. I'm 15% behind that income goal. I said I was going to be sitting on 30% or 30 appointments in a month. I'm only sitting 25. How do I get to 30? Well, that's easy. If somebody calls me up and says, how do I increase my appointment sits by five in a month? Oh, my gosh. That is a practical, easy goal. We, that's, in this business, that is a lever we know how to pull. There is no, there's no mystery in how to get to that point. It means we need more dials in a week on X number of leads. That's all it is. Uh, and then the other thing about it, too, is we want a realistic income goal, but we want to know what our lever is to pull that, to hit that goal. And, again, you've heard me say this before. In our business, we, any, any effective salesperson wants to know what the, what the lever is that they have to pull that spits out money. If I pull a lever, I don't want a random outcome. This isn't a slot machine. Okay, in our business, I want to know a lever that spits out a widget on the other side. In our business, a widget is a closed application. And, and in this business at Equus, I have learned going back to September of 17 when I started that if I want X number of appointments to get there, then my upline knows how many leads I need to be dialing on in a week. Okay, there is no wonderment. There is no mystery. Oh, did I do something wrong? No, 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 no. If you're not hitting the appointments you need, the reason is is because we're not dialing enough in the week. That's what it is. So if we're only dialing 100, it needs to be 150. If we're only dialing 150, it needs to be 200. If we're only dialing 200, it needs to be 250. Whatever it is to get those additional, that is the only, that's, that's all it is. Now, maybe our script needs a little tweaking, but making more dials and not getting the result then tells us what the problem is. Okay, well, then the problem is our phone, our, our phone methodology. Is something wrong on the phone? What is it? Let's drill down and find that. Those are known issues. We, okay, well, then we have an issue. We need to oil the lever here. What's, what, what, what's missing? Oh, well, let's hear a recording of your, of your phone time. Oh, well, here's the issue. And we can fix that, okay, 
that produces the known correction that's needed. There's, there is no other mystery in this business. So as we go into 2021, our lever is the number of leads we're dialing on. It's the number of dials we're making in a week. That is our lever that produces everything else. And, and if we have a realistic income target for ourselves, we can dream a little, fine, do it. But then if we build a target, build a 30% buffer on that target, then we can extrapolate from that all the way back down to the beginning, the X number of levers that we need to pull during our weekly dials that produces the known activity we need that'll get us to that target at the end of the year. Okay. So take some time over the next couple of days before New Year's Eve and write down on that piece of paper what the income target for 2021 is. Multiply it times 30%. Use 1,000 APV as your average. That's the number of closes you need. And from there, take the time to extrapolate the number of appointments that you're going to sit on in 2021. Divide that by 12. Divide that by 4. That will drive your lead activity. Get on the phone with your upline and say, okay, here is my activity that I need each week going into 2021. How many leads should I get? Okay. And then get on a consistent lead flow to manage that activity and hold yourself true to that target. Track it. Don't just guess. Track it. Look at it every single day. Look at it over your cup of coffee. Okay, where am I at? Am I ahead of target? Am I behind target? Okay, now I know what I need to do. That's our goal for 2021. If we do that, we can hit the incentive trips. We can hit the income targets for our family. We can, we can do these things that we dreamed about when we ICA'd, but now we're not guessing. We're not guessing at all. We're not spinning our wheels. We're not wondering if we're going to hit our target. We know for certain we're going to hit our targets because we've been tracking them and we know what the lever is to pull that produces that. So there you go. Dick, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm really impressed. I hope everybody takes time to peel the onion back to see not just what you said, but everything that you said. Yeah, we, I got several texts. Uh, and I, I think the biggest thing I could say to anyone that texted me was read the book. Uh, David was gracious enough, uh, gosh, over a year ago to actually send Dick the book. Uh, it's uh, Todd Duncan's High Trust Selling. And, um, you know, go through this yourself. It's one thing to listen to the recording and hear David. That, that's a great starter. But reading it for yourself, and like he said, you're going to have to make your own spreadsheet. You're going to have to do some of this yourself because it means so much more that way. And uh, I just, I can't thank David enough because this will be in the archives for, you know, anybody coming on in February. You hire somebody, a new recruit in February, and they're new to the industry or new to commission, they're going to need to set goals for the year or, or July. It really doesn't matter. Uh, they need to have goals, and this is a great, great way to get it done. I, I actually... Uh, David, I'm looking for uh, an emoji for the word lever because I actually love the idea of pulling that lever. You, we, I've never played a slot machine, but I know how random and totally undependable they are. Who wants to pull that kind of a lever? Not me. I love the idea of pulling the levers that David talked about, which really gives us a topic for another call because David talked about, without saying, the four things that you need every week to set yourself up for success. You need resources, the amount of activity, 
need to follow a schedule, and you need a system. Those four things, David talked about the resources and the activity. Actually, he's a schedule too. Uh, and for anyone that's not having those four things, uh, he talked about how to get them. You tweak this, you tweak that. I just, uh, you know, I'm sending this recording out to a lot of people who missed today, and, you know, what can I say? They missed it, you know? You know, uh, one of the things, David, as you were going through that really caught my attention is everybody on the call today, they can determine their income uh, today by, okay, I want to earn $200,000. This is what you have to do. I want to earn 100 I want to earn 300 You know, and as I looked at what you've done over the last year, um, one of the things that I think people need to understand, we own our own business, and as a result, you know, there is a cost to doing business. We call it leads. So we have to determine what we're going to, to uh, earn and then build into that the resources to do it. Uh, I love, I'm like Connie, I love the idea of looking at it as a lever that we pull. And one of the things that we haven't touched here today, but I want to encourage all of you with, because, and I'm not sure when David first started, he would have taken this into consideration, but everybody that's been with us this past year, your skill set is better, whether you realize it or not. And just your skill set, if you do the exact same thing this year that you did last year, guys, your income ought to go up by 30%. Just doing exactly this year what you did last year because your skill set is better, your confidence is better, your tone in your voice is better, everything is better about you. Same thing well, next Dick, year. Well, Dick, that's very true. Yeah. Dick, that's uh, I mean, very I look true. And also, well, and also, here's the really cool thing. If you'll notice that on my business plan, <laughs> I did not take into account the as-earned income that comes in on months 10, 11, and 12 as far as trying to figure out when that's coming in. Does that make sense? So the yeah. beautiful thing is this business plan is built off the activity up front. As you get into your second year, you're getting all the as-earned from the first year, which becomes a nice buffer, which pretty much covers your lead expense for year two and covers part of that buffer that you talked about at the end where you were right. uh, short 2000 and some on your income. Uh, <laughs> and i got to tell you, guys, when we do our taxes and we you know, pull up all the numbers that you have to have to do your taxes, one of the funny ones to us is we still have two companies who send us overrides that amount to less than $600. So we don't even get a, a tax 1099. A 1099 on them uh, from them. And uh, it's been 15, 20 years. And we still get 18 cents, 29 cents, whatever. But I would encourage you to do what David just did on the as earned money and treat it as just treat it as an unknown bonus. Because getting those you know, sometimes even from a carrier, you know, occasionally Equus will have a carrier that, you know, for whatever reason, we don't use it anymore. And so you'll see, still see, you know, $8, $10, whatever, from those, $8, $600 from those carriers. And, um, yeah, David's got, the, David's got it figured out. And I'm not going to tell anybody to text David. I'm not going to tell you to call David because David figured it out for himself, and that is part of his success. Being a CEO. Being a CEO of his own business. And I would encourage 
everyone on this line to get themselves down to Charlotte on January 8th to meet David, shake his hand, and uh, whatever brain picking you're going to do, I'll have to be in person. Amen. <laughs> Hold on.